Welcome to part two of my conversation with Elliot Marshall. If you missed part one, it's the episode before this. We talk about building a mindset for overcoming adversity inspired by Ryan Holiday's book, The Obstacle is the Way. All of our contact info is in the show notes if you want to connect and jam. Welcome to Best Year Ever, a personal growth podcast designed to help you become a powerful creator. Because creating your best year ever is a mindset, a lifestyle, and a way of being. Please share and enjoy. Do you want to create a better morning routine? Over the last decade, I've designed a morning routine that I love and is best in class. I want to share that framework with you so you can create your own version. Go to robcressy.com backslash morning. Drop in your email and I'll send over the guide. If you don't currently have a morning routine or you'd like ideas for how to improve yours, this will be a major asset. Once again, go to robcressy.com backslash morning. Elliot, what I love about all of this is you are speaking my language because what you're really talking about, and this is really foundational to one of my coaching programs, you can go to designyourbestself.com, is around creating the identity of who you are. Because the truth is, dot, 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 this is who I am. Because when you look at the identity, it becomes the story of who I am every single day. And the story is something that is absolute. I don't show up as this one way and then show up another day. No, I am someone who is, boom, I am infinite love every single day and I am in flow and I'm a force of attraction. And we all have the opportunity to create our being and our identity of who we are, especially because we know on the other side of the day, the second that you wake up, the world is going to be shooting arrows at you nonstop. Some of those arrows, they don't hurt very bad, but some of them are going to be little micro jabs and some of them are going to be monsters. And we know it's inevitable that these things are going to happen in life. So how about we start building our fortress right now in building that identity and truth of who we are every single day so we can look at that adversity and not only look it in the eyes, but smile and laugh and make it better. And I don't want to ever come off like, uh, like I don't mess up all of this as well, right? Like I, I even, I, I mess up even, even, the things that I try to do it, like my, my morning routine. Sure. I mess it up. Right. Like I missed this morning. I woke up a little late, you know, and I missed this morning and then the kids woke up and then boom, here it was, you know? All right. So, okay. I blew it. I mess up. I'm, uh, we all can be assholes sometimes and mean to people, right? Like that happens to everyone. There's no perfection in this. It's just how quickly can you realize it? How quickly can you change it and start moving in the direction that you want to be want to be moving. It's not about perfection. None of this is about perfection. I blow everything I do. It's it's the ability to quickly realize, quickly uh fix so that you can quickly change course and get back on the direction that you want to be headed. 
Yeah, and I learned a great phrase around this called shrinking your dispersion. I learned this from Ed Milet, and what he really says is you shrink the amount of time in which this negative thing is sitting with you. And the more often, Elliot, you and I uh, live in these sort of philosophies and mantras, the shorter that these things stay with us because we have a process for how to overcome them. So for some people, they may be stuck in this negative loop anywhere from... Uh, a couple days to a couple weeks to a couple months to their entire life. But you and I can take something that would rock most people's worlds and maybe we're shrinking that down to a few hours, maybe even a few minutes. And that's what shrinking your dispersion is, is how far off of center are you getting one way from another on the true story, the most powerful version of you, the truth of who you really are and not allowing this negative thing to rock you off center. Look, and sometimes I'll be super honest. Uh, last December, a year ago, man, I kicked uh, <coughs> I kicked the entire fight team. I was the head coach elevation fight team for a while, and one of the top five teams in, in the whole world for MMA. Uh, I kicked them out. I kicked them out. I just said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done with this. And you guys got to leave my uh, my space. And that rocked me for a couple months. You know. Like not to the point where I couldn't like get up out of bed and couldn't be productive, but it emotionally hurt for months. And then my life got better, you know? And it was, a, it was because, you know, why, emotion, why it emotionally hurts because fighting and being part of this had been something that I had been very attached to ever since I was, you know, 19 years old, 18 years old. I'm 40, I was 41 at the time, you know? So that's a long time to have that in your life. And then to say no more and then to say goodbye. And along this whole way, when I was thinking about this journey, man, I'd never broken up with anybody. I never broke up with a girl. Girls always broke up with me. Uh, I, I never dumped anyone. This was the first time I ever dumped someone. And I dumped 50 people. You know, I dumped 50 people. And uh, it was probably one of the best things I ever did in my life. I lost really good friends. I do not, I'm not friends with them anymore. Uh, there are some people that dislike me now because of that decision. And, but Hey, what can I do, man? You know, it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my family. It wasn't good for my business. Uh, it wasn't good for my health. So shit had to change. Thank you very much for sharing that. And Elliot, what I want to talk about now is something that I, Neither of us actually know where this is about to go because I decided okay. I was going to create uh, what we're about to talk about as a piece of micro content because I just thought of it today. But then I was like, well, Elliot's coming on the show and I think it'd be kind of fun to jam about this and we'll get some real-time reaction around the concept. So uh, the concept is called designed freedom. And being a master of language and being a coach and being a creator – I'm always listening very acutely, man. Uh, listening tells me the story of everything. So when someone speaks something, boom, they tell me the entire story. And I'm watching football on Sunday and I'm watching Red Zone. And actually, I think it was the Steelers uh, Saints game. And Mark Schlereth is one of the announcers. And he says a phrase just like you would anything else. And he goes, oh yeah, it is designed freedom. And it got the running back into space so that he could choose what he wants to do with that freedom. 
And I'm always, of course, listening to everything from a lens of personal growth, self-improvement. How can I make myself better? Is there something that I can learn from football Mm -hmm. that I can apply to myself that I can then apply to the people that I'm working with or this podcast? So I started to think about this a little bit more. And of course, once again, my program, Design Your Best Self, live by design, not by default. So I'm all about this design thinking and I'm all around being very intentional about uh, various elements of our life. And one of the phrases that I use is freedom, happiness, and a life you love. And all of a sudden I sat there and I was like, huh, I've never actually unpacked designed freedom. Yes, we create freedom in the various ways and I've even unpacked that. But this specific phrase of how are we designing freedom into our life the same way that an offensive coordinator designs a running back to be free in space so that he can make the decisions. And as I thought about this, Elliot, the best example that I have actually came last Thursday. So... Uh, my wife's grandparents watch our son during the day while we're at work. And once a week, uh, either my wife or I trade off going down to their place with our son and the other person gets the entire day to themselves to work. Yes, or last Thursday was my time by myself. And all of a sudden, I legitimately said to myself, I feel so free right now. There was no one-year-old child. There was no wife. There was no grandparents. It was just Rob at 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. just to create. And when I put these two concepts together, I was like, holy smokes. That's designed freedom where in theory, if I wanted to design freedom into my life, I just experienced this on Thursday where there was an energy, there was a creativity, there was a lightness, and I legitimately felt free. And if I can create that in any one moment in my life, then I can create that whenever I want. I'm curious your thoughts on the concept of design freedom. Hey, just want to thank you for tagging me in your posts from the podcast. It's pretty awesome that the podcast has made an impact across the world and you're growing and learning so much. Please keep the stories and tags coming. I love you. Now back to the show. Yeah. So I just talked to somebody about like, he asked me how free I was yesterday. One of my students, you know, like, and, and what, how long did that take? And I'm a pretty free person now uh, as far. And, and it's by, again, like you said, it's by design. And, but when I hear design freedom, like my, my first gut reaction to it is hell yes. And man, that can be really dangerous for some people to hear because they might want it right now, just like everything else in the world that we hear, right? Like, Oh, you see somebody chilling on a beach, uh, next to a Lambo. You're like, Oh man, I want to chill on the beach next to a Lambo. So what did you have to do? What do you have to do to have designed freedom is, is the question that comes to my mind when I hear about it. And the answer to me is you just have to work incredibly hard at the thing that you absolutely love to do. And then when you do that, when you, when you put that work in and you become a master of it, okay, and therefore people will pay you for it, then you get to have some freedom with your time, okay? And then especially if you can uh, scale it, you get massive amounts of freedom with your time. And that's, for me, that, that's what it's all about. 
You know, that, that's what it's all about. Did I do the work? And, you know, because, you know, the student asked me, what did I do? I was like, well, I, everything has a cost, you know, e everything has a cost. And, you know, where the cost started for me was sleep. I had, I didn't have time to sleep because I had to make money to survive and I had to get good at fighting. So, uh, you know, I worked at a bar, for example, after I taught and trained all day, get home at three o'clock, wake up at seven, four hours. It's not a lot of sleep, right? So that was the cost in the beginning of what hopefully has now worked out to this idea of designed freedom. The problem where this all gets hairy and where, uh, where I think society goes wrong with it is you want some sort of guarantee is we, we like a, you know, a 30 day money back guarantee. And when you, and there is no guarantee in this world, there is no guarantee that, uh, the work that I'm doing will pay off. There's none, there's none. It, it doesn't exist. So, I mean, those are my first initial, like, uh, really unskillful first, uh, shitty rough draft thoughts. All right, so I'll yes and you with this. So instead of who do you have to be to have design or what do you have to do to have design freedom, what about who do you have to or who do you get to be? Because freedom is actually invisible. So like you can do all of these things, but you can both be broken free, rich and free, doing a job you love and free, being unemployed and free, all of these are examples. So freedom becomes a state of being. And then you said, all right, well, you want a guarantee. Well, freedom isn't guaranteed, but freedom is an absolute in the, in the sense of how we're creating designed freedom. So sure. essentially creating a state of being that is absolute and infinite for you internally around the way that you see freedom. And of course there's financial freedom, there's creative freedom, there's freedom of freedom of time, freedom of relationships, freedom of movements, all sorts of freedoms in between there. But maybe it would also help us to look at, well, what is the opposite of freedom? So a prison to sort of juxtapose if we can design what not good looks like, how about we also design what the absolute pinnacle of freedom looks like and feels like for us so the same way I could experience it when I had a day to myself, which was something that doesn't happen very often when you have a one-year-old child. So I just felt free and light and I'm jamming to outcast and having fun and boom, doing my thing and I'm posting on Instagram and I'm hitting you up and I felt free. So it's really the, the feeling of design freedom that I think is the gold nugget of how we can create more of in our life. Well, it's, it's the concept of design, right? Like, so you, ha you have to know what, what it is. Like, what does it mean for you to be free? I know what it means for me to be free. And there's no right or wrong answer. Like you said, it's, it's your thing. So what does free look like for you? What, what, what is freedom? Because I don't want freedom on just a day. Like, I want a free life. You know, like I, if I want to go to work, to, I, I want to, like, I'm going to go teach. We're going to, I have a meeting in 40 minutes. And then after that, I'm going to go teach the rest of the day. Okay. And it's only one o'clock here. So that, that's still most of my day, you know, and I'm going to teach until eight thirty nine o'clock at night. Well, that's very free for me. 
That that's what I do. I don't get paid to I don't get paid to go teach my class. It, it's a very free thing. It, it's it's very artistic. It, it it meets so many of my needs. Okay, so we have to really ask ourselves what what does that mean? Now I'm assuming that for you know Bill Gates, who or Elon Musk, who is you know uh, getting people to pay for blue check marks on Twitter, which I think is fucking hilarious, um, <coughs> and you know, trying to go, trying to colonize Mars, that wouldn't, if, if you told him he had to go teach jiu-jitsu, that wouldn't be very free for him. He'd be like, God damn it, I don't, that sucks. So the question becomes, what do you want your life to look like for me? And what do I want my life to look like in a year, in five years? And then, great, let's go. Let, let's just do the work to get there. And Hopefully that turns out to more freedom. Like I know in 10 years, I want to be spending six months of my life, six months of the year on Maui because I love Maui. Now I have some work to do to get there, you know, and while I am here, very free now currently, free now isn't going to look what free in 10 years looks like. So let's wrap a bow on this entire conversation and recall something back that we talked about with the obstacle is the way and understanding it's really the perception in the moment because we all have the ability in a moment because really we just live on a moment to moment basis to create this lens of freedom for ourselves by designing our life and our feelings and the story that we tell ourselves. And while I agree with you, freedom's gonna look differently today, a year from now, five years from now, and we can design that vision and everything there. I think for me, designing freedom is about the perspective and lens that I can create for myself in any given moment to say, all right, what does freedom look like in that moment? Because uh, you can choose freedom, you can choose peace. You can choose these things for yourself. And if you know that that's always in your tool belts, then why would you ever not design your life around freedom? Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And you have to, uh, it's more than just choosing though. You know, and I see you do it all the time. Um, you have to do things. Like when we get, when even back to this concept, the obstacle is the way. Uh, you and I both love our Pelotons, you know? Uh why? Why do we love the Peloton? Because it's fucking hard. It, te- it, it, it puts this obstacle in front of us to overcome. We, you know, we love exercise. We love having to push ourselves farther. So it, 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 it's not only a, an idea, it's a practice. You must put it into practice. Because if you're not practicing the obstacle is the way, then you won't be able to do it. When, when, when the time comes, you can't just read Ryan Holiday's book. And I think this is just where so many people start to get these things wrong, right? You can't just read Ryan Holiday's book and go, okay, I think the obstacle is the way. The next obstacle that comes up for you is going to crush you. I promise you. I absolutely promise you. Because you've done nothing. You, you read the book yesterday. You read the phrase. And now something terrible happens. It's going to crush you. Because you don't know how to – you've not done any work. You've got to start putting in a, you like the word micro. You, you've got to start putting these uh, micro fabricated obstacles in front of you so that you overcome them. I don't want to exercise today. Fuck. 
I got to exercise. The second you have that thought, you have to do it. You got to get over that obstacle. I really want to eat this cake. Now, look, I'm not saying never eat the cake, but there's got to be, you have, you have to be able to say no to the cake. You have to create obstacles, put them in front of you, conquer them at a pace that you can handle. Don't, don't get crazy, right? And then slowly make them more difficult so that when a real obstacle comes in front of you, you'll be able to recall all of these experiences that you had with overcoming obstacles and be like, look, if I did that, then of course I can do this. That was just preparing me for this moment right now. Prepare for what's difficult when it's easy. And it is exactly why I did Andy Frisella's 75 hard in the entire year long mental toughness program. If that's something that you're interested in, go to robcressy.com backslash 75 hard. I created a resource that is the greatest thing on the internet around. If you want to elevate your mental toughness, accept 75 hard, it will change your life because when you design challenges and adversity into yourself, you become mentally tough. And mental toughness is one of, if not the best skills in the entire world because nothing great ever came from your comfort zone. Nothing, nothing. So, and, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not saying like, Rob, I'm, I'm assuming your life is rather comfortable, right? As is mine, you know, as is mine by where it is right now. So therefore, it's, uh, I like to say this about children and raising children. Man, look, if you have a child and you are in the south side of Chicago where there's all this crime and gunshots and gang warfares, well, look, it's, it's our job as society and, and maybe your job as a parent to try to make that child's life easier because by nature, the life is hard enough. Surviving is hard enough for that person. We can agree on that, yes? Now, my kids, look, man, I live in a beautiful neighborhood. Uh, they, they, they're not thinking about missing a meal. They're not thinking about being cold. They, they're not thinking about anything bad. So I have to create the difficulty for them. That's what has to go on in my house. I don't do the dishes. They do the dishes. I don't pick up the dog poop. They pick up the dog poop right? I have to create this difficulty so that of all these things that they don't want to do, that they don't like to do, that, that they see as obstacles and their dad kind of being mean, well, hopefully when they're 30, they'll understand. But again, sometimes we get caught up in that Instagram uh, feed of wanting it right now. So you want your kid to like you right now. You want your, you know, you, you want that easy road for them. Mm. Let, let's talk about where that gets them and where that gets you. Elliot, I loved this conversation. You're one of my favorite people to jam with. Where can everybody connect with you? Guys, uh, if you want me to respond, Instagram's the best place. So I'm firemarshal205 on Instagram. And then my email list and all that on my website, elliotmarshall.com. I have a podcast as well. It's called The Blueprint. Um, so yeah, everything about me is on my Instagram and on my website. So elliotmarshall.com. If you want interaction, firemarshall205. Don't hit me up on Twitter. Uh, don't hit me up on Facebook Messenger. I respond to that like once a month. Uh, Instagram, website. Let's go. 
And I want to hear from you. There was so much goodness in this episode from the obstacle is the way to design freedom. Would love to hear your thoughts in did anything that we talked about inspire you to take action or think differently? You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy and a crazy thing happens. You hit me up, I will respond back.